What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 with the old bros. Hope everybody's doing good out there. How's everybody doing? Looks like we got some uh, positive news for sports fans out there. Uh, Baseball's back. Well, at least that's what they say. Uh, Things could change overnight. Hopefully not. I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this is it. No more, no more back and forth. They play baseball. I don't have to rip Manford on the pod no more. And uh, hopefully this is it. But uh, what do you think? So what do you think so far on baseball? I think uh, it's good for the league. Um, we're going to have baseball this season. Fifth, uh, 60 games. Uh, still too little for me for a baseball season. It doesn't feel like baseball 60 games. But, I mean, we're, we're getting something. But the question I've been meaning to ask people... And I'm curious to see what everybody thinks out there. But do you, like, if the Dodgers end up winning the World Series, do you think there's an asterisk there? Do you no. Think? No. You know what an asterisk is? Yes, sir. The Astros, that's an asterisk. <laughs> that's an asterisk. The Boston Red Sox, well, who knows? I don't even know. They never really investigated them, in my opinion. But the Astros, that's an asterisk. This is a pandemic. Like it's not like the Dodgers said, "Oh, you know, we're gonna release a coronavirus and and we're gonna um, we're gonna um, shorten the baseball season." No, so this is no asterisk. This but play, but play, but playoff. You have to understand. There's more gonna be more playoff teams, more competition in the playoffs. Yeah, I I get that, but it's just you know the numbers, sixty games. You know, it doesn't feel like baseball. You know, sixty games for everybody. It's not just the Dodgers. Why do you say Dodgers? No, I'm just saying the Dodgers. I'm, I'm saying the same thing if the Diamondbacks win the World Series. I mean, do you feel like... I think it's an asterisk if the Diamondbacks win. Do you, do you feel like... Do you, I mean, do you... Like, you don't think people are going to be back in history and be like, ah, well, they won a 60-game season uh, World Series. You know you, you know, know what I mean? The uh, media. Yeah. Like, no, I, 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 I kind of think, like... They would be an asterisk, but maybe I need to see how the season plays out, you know? But, okay, if I'm not wrong... In 1981, the Dodgers uh, won the World Series, and I believe it was only like 60 games, I think, or, oh, okay. or 80 so games. A, there's and, an asterisk there, and nobody ever talks about it. See, you didn't even, you didn't even know about it. So, <laughs> so, so there you go. No, there's no asterisk. It's just it's it's actually I think it's gonna be more difficult because you're playing a 60 game season. It's all tight, you know. You have to. <laughs> This guy over here. You have to make. You have to make make. Um, you can't take. Okay, in a hundred and two game season, you could take a break here and there. You know, if you have a, a three game losing streak, four game losing streak. All right, cool. You know, your team's going a little slide. You, you can't be having that in the sixty game season. You have to. You know, so I I think I think this season is uh, more important, and I think for teams like the Dodgers, Yankees. Who spent money in the offseason and acquired players. Uh, and some of them are going to be free agents. So this is important for them to get the season and start off on the right step. Um, yeah, I guess I guess so. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be more. Uh, you're going to have to come out hot out the gate, you know, because every game matters, you know. But, um, you know, initially there was talks about everybody was preparing for a Dodgers-Yankees World Series. But I kind of think that doesn't happen with this 60-game format. Like, I, I, I could see one of those teams making it, but I don't see both those teams making it. Because 
Damn, it's sixty games, bro. And you know, like you know, you know, you know, uh, you know off air. Hold on, off air. Eric told me his prediction. He thinks his Diamondbacks Twins World Series. <laughs> no, I did not. But you know what I mean, because you know, baseball players get hurt and they take weeks off. They take months off. You know, and and the recovery process is is, is harder for baseball. And in the sixty game season, that's gonna that's gonna be key. Because let's say you hurt your shoulder and you know, go on the on the DL. Um, I mean, it's just it's just such a short season. Yeah, there's, and, and, and even before the season, the Yankees were coming in with a lot of injuries. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you with that. But this is where I feel like the deep teams are gonna come out on top. Teams like the Dodgers, they have a deep farm. You know, they have a farm system that. Uh, you know they got players down there that are ready for the majors, so I think I think that's gonna help those teams. Let's see another team that's pretty deep. You know Yankees are they have a deep lineup. I don't think the Yankees have a deep uh, rotation, so they they might struggle a bit. Well, not struggle, but if they do hit get the injury bug, I I don't know where they'll get the pitching from, especially on the pitching side. Let's see a team like the Astros. As much as you know us Dodger fans dislike the Astros, they're a deep team also. So that's another team that I feel like they're deep. You know, they'll, they'll, they could survive a couple injuries because they have a lot of good young players. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm, sure that, I'm sure there's other teams out there that we're missing that, you know, they have deep teams. Uh, but I think this season, like teams like that were up and coming, like, for example, uh, Cardinals, maybe they were up and coming. Uh, Braves. Team Braves, uh, those teams, I feel like uh, this is an important season for them, you know, because they're they're a young team. They've never been through this situation, so uh, we're gonna see how they react. I don't think a lot of these players have been through these situations, but uh, let's see. I, I feel like teams that lack depth. I mean, I think a, a team. I thought this team was a sleeper from when the season started. The New York Mets. I thought they were a sleeper from from the moment before the pandemic hit. I thought they were a team to watch out for, and I still think they're a team to watch out for because they got pitching, and and they're gonna only play sixty games. Usually, that's what that's what their player their pitchers last. Syndergaard, I don't think he throws more than ten games a season. So now he, you know, he could probably get that in and maybe a little playoff run. Maybe maybe Boston has a chance now. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> I'm just playing with you, man. Yeah, I don't know. I see. I think. I think no, no. But I, I think a lot of teams have an advantage here. How many? Um, wait. Have they said where they're gonna play? Are they gonna be isolated like uh, NBA? Or no, not? I think uh, every every team has. They're at their stadium. They're gonna be traveling. I think. Oh wow, well, that's gonna be cool then. Well, you know, at least at least that's. No, that's it. That's what they had said. I don't know if they're going to put them in a bubble or what, but that's what they had said. Well, that's good news. Um, we get a baseball season regardless. I mean, I think it's going to be fun. Me, personally, I love baseball. Love watching it. Never get bored. Um, love going to the games. Love the history of baseball. So it's good that baseball is going to be on display for a lot of the younger audience. Uh, even before uh, NBA. It's going to start, I think, a weekend before NBA. So. Yeah, they could have started next week, though. Benda. Yeah, they could have started next week. That's what we're all hoping for. You know, 4th of July, grilling out there, watching the Diamondbacks kick the Dodgers' ass like every year in the regular season. 
<laughs> not in the postseason. Uh, what do you think about this NBA news? About? Um, well, not it's not big, but Avery Bradley um, looking to not play for the Lakers, and that leaves them a spot. Maybe Jr. Uh, well, I mean, it sucks. Avery Bradley's a, a good player. He plays good defense. Uh, he's a pretty good shooter. Lakers are gonna miss that, I think. But I mean, you can't really criticize any of the players for not wanting to play. I guess rather being with their families rather than playing the rest of the season. Uh, it probably wasn't as important to him to finish the season as it is to players like LeBron, Kawhi, you know, superstars like that, Anthony Davis, Paul George. These guys want they want to. Um, they want to finish off the 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 season and kind of with a bang, you know. Like this is it's a championship or bust year. So um, maybe to him it was not really that important. But if the Lakers could find a way to get another player before the pandemic, I mean they signed Deion Waiters, so he he's still a good pickup. They could still sign Boogie Cousins, which I think he's he'll be a good good uh, if he's healthy. He's a good he's a good player. Uh, you know, another bi- another big guy uh, to um, to uh, you know to throw in the rotation with Davis and McGee and these guys. So I think the Lakers will be fine. They'll probably find a guy like Jr. to you know take that Avery Bradley role, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. Well, apparently um, Jr. has been practicing with a couple of Lakers out here in LA, so. Yeah, he he'll be so, ready. so the rumors are, are sparking up. That'd be cool to have Jr. Just, just, uh, just uh, he doesn't forget to pass the ball to LeBron with the game on the line. Huh? Not only that, <laughs> I mean, just don't forget the clock, Jr. <laughs> nah, but uh, pretty sure there's a lot of love there from LeBron and uh, to Jr. He was big for that three-one series. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure there's gonna be other guys that are not gonna play. Uh, Maybe Dwight. They were also saying they were also saying uh, Lou Williams might not play. So if Lou Williams doesn't play for the Clippers, that's a blow. Um, there's a lot of players that might not play, so uh, we'll see. I mean, I guess I, I guess we'll we'll find out in a couple weeks or so on who's in and who's not. But um, they're saying Dwight Howard might not play. Hopefully, he he plays. If not, then I think a guy like Boogie Cousins would can be huge. Can be huge you know. Regardless, we're getting sports. We're getting baseball. We're getting uh, basketball and. Uh, we think we're going to be getting some football in the fall, right? And uh, everybody knows my QB rankings from last week. Yeah, um, so, you know, last week I was a little disappointed in Eric's uh, QB rankings, you know. I thought uh, I was I was going to up 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 one on him and be like, yeah, I'm going to create a better QB rank. But I, I let him have his shine. And if he thinks Baker Mayfield should be ranked that high, that's, that's on him. But today... Uh, I created the the NFL coaching rankings. So I'm going based on what I think. Eric helped me a bit, but based on what I think are the best coaches in the NFL. Yeah, if LaFleur's not number one on your list, then your list is terrible. Then you should just leave right now. <laughs> no, but here we go. Uh, I think we ranked. We didn't rank any uh, rookie uh, head coaches. Um, yeah, no, no rookie coaches. Uh, you know, can't hard to evaluate them if we haven't seen them play. I mean, have coach. I mean, so uh, we didn't evaluate that. Um, what else did we not? 
I think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, pretty yeah, much, like pretty this. much. If we've seen you coach, you've been on this list. <laughs> I mean, even if, even though you're a, a new coach, I mean, you've coached, but with the new team, we put you on the list based on your old team. This was a this was a hard list to do. I think it was about like seven coaches in, and it was just hard because, yeah, there's just a lot of good coaches in this uh, league, and you know, there's some first year head coaches that showed a lot of potential and you know and it was hard to rank these but um yeah let's start it off all right so uh ranking dead last on my list i mean who who better than adam gaze right i mean adam gaze is probably one of this was easy for me i think he's a horrible coach i think he's i don't think he understands uh how to treat his players i think he he tries I, I don't know to me i get i get the sense that this guy uh thinks he knows it all and, and he could be a good coach but uh, but as far as like trying to teach his players i feel like he's a bad teacher i just maybe he might know some his football you know but i think when he got, tries to get his message across the board to the players it it kind of doesn't work. Guys like Le'Veon Bell have thrown him under the bus. Um, you know, I think I think uh, Sam Darnold is a a good up and coming quarterback, and I feel like he hasn't he hasn't gotten gotten him weapons, hasn't fixed up his offensive line. He just sometimes I feel like he's just a lost. He's lost out there. I don't know. What do you think? When I see Adam Gaze, it reminds me a lot of Jay Cutler. <laughs> Looks miserable out there. Um, I think Adam Gaze might be a good offensive coordinator, and he had a good uh, good time out there in uh, Chicago, where um, that's how he got the head coaching job in Miami. And I, I think that fits him. I think he's a good. I think he's an offensive coach, a smart-minded offensive coach. But to be a head coach, especially when you're going to uh, the, dysfunctional organization like the Jets oh, man you you really need to lead that team and I don't think he's done a good job doing that out there in New York so yeah that, that, that's why I, that's why Adam Gates ranks dead last on our list I know this is Jesse's list but I, I would have him dead last on my list too um next Matt Patricia I think I think Matt Patricia another one uh, he's he's a he's a good defensive coordinator, but it's just never worked out as a head coach, and I'll, that has a lot to do with the Bills' uh, tree. They just never seem to succeed as head coaches in this league. But yeah, man, I, I really don't know what Patricia's doing out there. He's he's trying to build like the Patriots two point out there in Detroit, but it's just not working out. Yeah, I think I think he's another coach who's very underachieved. I don't don't think his players. I mean, what is it? Darius was a Darius Slay that kind of threw him under the bus. Uh, I don't think he gets the respect from his players. And I mean, how could he? I mean, he he's has some. He's had talent on the team. Offensively, they had some talent. They got Matt, Matthew Stafford. What is it? Golden Tate. They still have Golden Tate, or no? He's no, not there. He, he's in New York. Uh, but they, they also got, got Marvin Jones, Jones Galladay. Uh, they've had some decent running backs there, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he uh, either. He I don't think he's building the team right, or 
or he's just focused on the defensive end. And, and even then, like, you would think, oh, you know, their defense would be standout since he's a good defensive coordinator. But their defense is mediocre. It hasn't been uh, hasn't been as good as what he was doing when he was in New England. So I I I, I think he's second to last. Yeah, I think, and I think he's had some solid defensive players. A lot of the problems when Stafford went down. But the crazy thing about the Detroit is that they're competitive. But I feel like he's lost the locker room, like you say, the comments by Slay, and just a lot of people on. A lot of players unhappy there, so uh, it's just not a look, good look for Patricia. He's definitely on the hot seat this year. I got next on my list. I got I got Bill O'Brien. All right, look, I get it. He's made the playoffs. He's uh, he's he's won the division a couple times, but there's just something about that guy. I don't trust them. I feel like Deshaun could have a way better coach. Um, and then I think what puts him this low on this list, on my list, I feel like it's it's his moves as a GM. But, you know, when you trade Hopkins for a bag of chips, I mean, come on, you know. And then you go out there and you pick up a receiver in Cooks who plays like two games a year. Uh, to me, that's that's bad. And then and then the the, the whole the, I don't know the whole thing in the playoffs where they had like what did they have a what was the lead they had in the Chiefs like twenty eight twenty three twenty three nothing and he blew it he blew it and it's just like I don't know I I don't think I don't think he's a he's a good coach and and he almost lost to a rookie quarterback the week before with the the Bills and McDermott and them. You know, so at home they almost blew that too. So no, I think, I think uh, Bill O'Brien is uh, deserves to be this low on my list. I think Bill's a solid coach. I guess he's hey, just like you said, his GM moves are just terrible. And I don't think he's doing a good job with that team when you're training a guy like Hopkins for what you get back. Obviously, we're gonna see how that plays out this year. He's made the playoffs, I think, almost every year that Deshaun's been there. I think. The year that Deshaun got hurt, he didn't make playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, I'd say he's a solid head coach. Just, he's done some bonehead moves that is just unacceptable, you know? Next on the list, Doug Marone. Doug, you know, this one This one kind of hurts. Uh, I would have Doug Marone in my top ten, maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> nah, I'm just saying. This but, is why I did it. <laughs> no, nah, but Doug... Doug obviously came with a bang that, that first year that he went up there in Jacksonville. But, um, yeah, he hasn't really shown uh, much after that. And, again, a lot of uh, a lot of drama out there in Jacksonville. And I'm not sure he's the right guy to be able to control that going on. They got rid of those players with the drama. But we'll see how this season goes. But no one's really expecting much from Doug Marone this year. Yeah, Doug Marone, I feel like he's had a lot of chances. I feel like even if I feel like this is his last chance and I don't think he has much to to work with. So I think regardless, it's probably his last season in Jacksonville. They're probably gonna start fresh, draft another uh, young QB and start fresh. So Doug Marone, uh it seems like it's a lame duck year for him. Um he's getting fired regardless of what they do. Um 
So they're they're gonna go in through a rebuild and yeah, I mean his first couple years he did good with the Jags and then it just it just seems like he um uh he lost the team a bit. I feel like these coaches here are these bottom of the coaches they, they lose their team. And uh, if I feel like if if I feel like you lost your team, you don't deserve to be top of my list. All right, so after uh, next on the list, we got Zach Taylor, Cincinnati Bengals uh, head coach, uh, young guy. I didn't I didn't put him dead last just because he was a rookie last year and they didn't really have much to work with uh, down there in uh, Cincinnati. Um, this year is a big year for him. He finally got his quarterback, looks like. And, um, and yeah, he, he, he's going to have to prove something. Nobody's saying that he has to make playoffs or anything, but he's going to have to at least uh, show that his team uh, responds uh, to, to him and, and, you know, gets shows some effort, I guess you could say. Um, so that's why I have him... Uh, uh, ranked on my list Yeah Zach Taylor Is one of those coaches You can't really judge yet um, Obviously He had a good Run out there As a Was he the QB coach Or the offensive coordinator QB coach QB coach out there In uh, LA With the Rams And uh, It really paid off Good for golf But Again Didn't have the weapons Last year in Cincinnati Did not see AJ Green on the field Um Obviously, you saw some breakout players like Tyler Boyd. Uh, but still, you know, he's getting his quarterback in um, Joe Burrow, and we'll see what he can do this year to see if he can get that offense out there, get going. All right, guys, next on my list, I got Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, yeah, I know a lot of people probably say, well, he's been to a Super Bowl. But ever since Kyle Shanahan left, and that, it just seems like that team's been flat. Like they they don't score points. They got dynamic offensive players. Uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, many could say that he was a top fifteen QB. Some could argue top ten, um, especially Eric. And then uh, you know when you have anytime you have Julio Jones, and I feel like Julio Jones is not. It doesn't seem like he was involved in a lot of. Uh, the, well, I mean, he was he was uh, targeted a lot, but I don't know. Just I just that team just seems flat. Like you got Julio Jones, you got offensive playmakers, you had Freeman, and it just didn't seem like they ever got it going. This was a little hard for me, you know. Uh, <laughs> There's this Dan Quinn, man. I think he's, <laughs> just, he's over here mimicking me. Um, no, but Dan Quinn has been a solid head coach in the league. I think that his uh, when he first got there in Atlanta, his defenses were just nasty. And he was a big part of that, obviously, coming from Seattle. Uh, so he really built a, a good defense out there in Atlanta for multiple years. It just kind of fell apart with injuries and whatnot. And uh, obviously, Kyle leaving affected the offense a lot. And then they brought in uh, the guy from USC. What's his name? The offensive uh, coordinator. Sharkeesian. Uh, Sharkeesian. There you go. And it just never really worked out on offense with there. But I think the main problem with Atlanta was their defense. 
And something that Dan Quinn really had, uh, he had really had that defense going, and, and it just kind of fell apart. That's why he's so. That's why he's ranked uh, this low. But you saw the way the players rallied for him uh, last year. Like, guys like Julio Jones calling out the locker room to play for the coach. See how well liked he is from his locker room. So, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess the players like him, you know. Players like him, uh, so at least he got that on it. But it just seems like it all. This, this to me seems like this is last year for Quinn. Also, if, if Quinn doesn't uh, have have the Falcons in the playoffs or fighting for a playoff spot, it's probably gonna be his last year. Also, so I don't know. Just hope. Uh, I, I think I think he's an offense. Uh, I mean, a, a awesome defensive coordinator. It's just. I don't think that, um, and he was he was an awesome coach first couple of years, and nobody questioned that. It's just, I think he he's just uh, he's just, I don't know he he hasn't been uh, he hasn't been been able to get uh, I don't know if it's an offensive coordinator or get the offense going, so that's why I have him ranked on uh, pretty low on my list. Next on list on Jesse's list. <laughs> Matt Nagy. Yeah, Matt Nagy. I uh I think Matt Nagy uh he had the what first good year he had a good season in his first year as a head coach. Last year I feel like he I'll put him this low just cuz I feel like he wasn't able to make adjustments. Like the the league kind of caught up to him. And he stopped running the football, uh, which I think was a key component to the Bears' offense, which was probably the only thing they had on offense. And that really helped out Mitchell Trubisky, you know, running the football. And and it just seemed like they stopped doing that. So to me, I, I think Nagy as a coach uh, should just try to find ways to help out his QB. And... You know, even from from week one, I remember watching the game with you when they opened up against the Packers, and it just felt like they were just trying to unlock uh, Trubisky into some kind of like, let me throw it 50 times a game type of guy. That's not his game. And ever since I saw that, and it looked like I saw that all season, it wasn't even that just game. And like there was games where they would get the run game going and their offense looked a little bit better or get a Trubisky moving a bit, they were doing a little bit better. And it just seems like uh, he wasn't uh, helping out his players. It seems like he was just kind of like, we're going to throw it 50 times a game, 40 times a game, trying to prove prove a point that I picked Trubisky this high for for a reason. But I don't know. What do you think? Uh, Nagy. I think he was a big problem out there last year. A lot of people like to blame Mitch because he's a QB, but Nagy was a big problem, big part of the problem out there in Chicago um, because he didn't run the ball, and you need to do that with Mitch. You know, get that pressure off Mitch. Obviously, you know, Tariq Cohen uh, had a good season the previous year, but you didn't see that explosiveness from Cohen this year, and I don't know if that was lack of uh, touches, lack of uh, getting him out there in space. And then they go ahead and trade Jordan Howard, who was uh, really helped out that offense, and they get that uh, running back. Uh, wasn't it? Uh, and you got him on your draft. I forgot. Oh, Montgomery. There you go. 
David yeah. Montgomery. Mm-hmm. And he just wasn't utilized right. Um, it felt like they started feeding him late in the season, right when their playoff hopes were like on sh- holding on strings. And, you know, it just didn't work out. Maybe this will be a learning curve for Nagy. And, you know, maybe he'll be higher on the list next year. <laughs> <laughs> or fired. Uh, next on my list, I got uh, Brian Flores. I think Brian Flores um, is a, a good – he really surprised me last year. Honestly, when the season started, I was like, oh, Dolphins, what a joke. They're probably going to win one game. And what did, they, what did the Dolphins win last year? Five? Five, six? Yeah, they won like five games, four or five games, I think, six. I don't know. But uh, he really proved me wrong. I, and I thought, oh, you know, another Bill Belichick coach probably going to get fired in two years and – and then he'll be back on Bill's squad and, you know. But, no, he, he really surprised me. His players played hard for him. So this is why he's not, like, ranked on the lower end of my list. This is, he, I think he, he did a really good job with the Dolphins, especially with no quarterback. Well, they did have a quarterback, but, you know, it's not their franchise QB, not the guy that they want to build around. And they still found ways to uh, win games. And they traded pretty much all their good players and – and to me, I thought that that was important, still being able to win after trading all their players, you know. So I think Brian's a good coach. Yeah, this is where the list got hard for us. Uh, yeah, um, all, all the coaches, I guess, from this point are all solid coaches. And we just we haven't seen enough of Flores, but um, he showed he showed some – uh, a lot of promise last year, ending of the season, and how he got that defense going. Something they haven't had in Miami in such a long time. So I'm hoping for Flores much success. Uh, Nick Fangio next. Vic, I think Vic is a is a awesome defensive coordinator, man. He he was a uh, he 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 did really well with the Niners, and then when he went to the Bears, that defense was stout. Um. He came to Denver. He lost uh, Bradley Chubb last year, one of his uh, star outside linebackers. And it seemed like that defense uh, still played uh, to its potential. Like, they they still, they still were still able to to be pretty good, even though they lost some key players. Uh, so, I, I think he, he seems like a good coach. Seems like he found his quarterback. Um, and uh, uh, I'm just curious. I'm just curious to see how he's going to do in his second year. But as far as his first year, I thought he did amazing. Um, they did start off a little slow, I think, and then they picked it up at the end of the year. Uh, so yeah, Vic, Vic probably could have been a little higher on my list, but like, like I said, this this list got harder and harder as we went. Um, but uh, what do you think about Vic? Yeah, Vic is a he's always been a good defensive coordinator. I think he got that thing going out at, out there in Denver. Obviously, they had that slow start, but they all they all lost, they lost some uh, some close games out there in the beginning of the season. And I feel like when he really got his quarterback, uh, or when uh, Drew Locke took over, the defense was uh, complemented by the offense a little bit. And you know, when Joe Flacco was starting, you know, they really couldn't get anything going. So, you know, getting their quarterback was a key part, and they did, and that's when the team really started getting hot and making some noise down the season. John Gruden next on the list. Gruden. John Gruden. Um, I think John Gruden's a good coach. I've always liked him, uh, even though he's been 
known to be a Raiders coach. Uh, but I've always liked Gruden. I thought I think he's he's a good coach. Um, I like how he he he's a little he he. It looks like when he came back. Uh, with the Raiders, uh, he got a little more creative with his offense. Uh, despite having a quarterback that throws uh, no more than 10 yards down the field, it seems like they were still able to generate points. And I think I think he's done an awesome job <laughs> there in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, I guess you know, Vegas now, right? Um, I think he, he's done a good job, and, and I think he's a good coach. He, I mean, he picked up a guy, Darren Waller, pretty much after. It was like the Ravens' old tight end they didn't want. Um, he picked them up, became a star for that team. Uh, Jacobs are running backs, another another stud that they picked in the draft. So I, I think he's he's done a good job. Uh, I know he got ripped at first for trading Khalil Mack, but now that you look at that trade, he got some good pieces and he got a lot of players in return. So I think Gruden is a good coach. Yeah, I, I like Gruden. He's always been res- well respected. Uh, we do miss him on Monday Night Football, but oh, dearly, <laughs> we do miss him on Monday Night Football. But I mean, Gruden's in a tough situation because he's in a tough division and whatnot. There's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good head coaches out there in that division, and you know. But we'll see what can, Gruden can do now. You know, it's, it's getting a little tougher out there in that division. Uh, got Reed, got Fangio now, got Anthony Lynn coming up on the list, and but yeah, I mean Gruden shown some some key things, and see if he can get that quarterback situation straightened out. Um, like we said, we can see problems out there with him and Carr, but we'll we'll see what the future brings for them. Yeah. So uh, next on my list, I got uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I think he did a good job last year. Uh, you know, he had a rookie quarterback. He had a young team. He's, I think he struggled a little bit to start the season. The, the team was pretty much up and down all year. You know, you could tell that they they lost a lot of games because of how young they were. So I think as they grow as a team, they look like a team that will probably be up and coming in the next 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 couple years. Uh, so I think Kingsbury, you know, he's he's. It seems like they well they a lot of people say he's an offensive genius. Um, it showed that some of the games, you know, their offense was explosive, and then uh, there was just some games where they came out flat. Maybe that had a lot to do with the offensive line, or maybe the you know the uh, Kyler Murray being a rookie. You know, you have your flaws, but I think he did a I think he did a good job in Arizona, and uh, this is why I have him. So far, it looks like he's in like in the middle of the pack, so. I think he's I think he's a good coach. Yeah, Kingsbury has a bright future, uh, especially with a quarterback like Kyler Murray. Uh, obviously, we still haven't seen enough of him, but when we saw from him, was a really uh, really surprising because I know there were some question marks of the hire when he was hired. The I guess he didn't show much in college. I don't really keep up with college football, but I felt like he had some bumps out there in college. And but yeah, man. Um, he showed some promise out there in the offense, and uh, I think I think he's well respected by the team. And I think as a, as the team gets more talented, uh, we'll see uh, maybe some playoff games out there for Kingsbury. Uh, who we got next on the list? Yeah. Uh, looks like we got Mike Zimmer. 
from Minnesota. I think Mike Zimmer's a good defensive coach. I think he's uh he's gotten the Vikings in the playoffs. What is it? Three straight two straight years, right? No. I think he's only missed one season. He's only missed one season. So he, his time there in Minnesota, he's done well, you know. Uh I I think he's very underrated as a coach. Um I think that he um that defense is always like top top 10 in the league. Eric's over here uh doesn't like what I'm saying. His rival coach, I guess. Uh which I should have put LaFleur here and and, and Zimmer a little higher, but he kept crying about it, so I I said, "Okay, fine. I'll put Zimmer here." Uh, so yeah, I think Zimmer's a good coach. I think, um, defensively, he always has that team stout. Uh, they got a good run game. Kirk Cousins, looks like him and Kirk Cousins, uh, they kind of got a good connection as far as coach, coach and, uh, QB relationship. Like they seems like they get along. So that's always important. It seems like he, it seems like he got the respect from the locker room, which I think is important too. Yeah. Zimmer's a good coach. Um, Defensive coach, his defense is always top ten. I got no problem with Zimmer. Uh, he does, he goes, he's out there in Minnesota doing his job. And they brought him in there to <laughs> contain Rodgers, and he's done that. And Rodgers hasn't had good games against uh, Zimmer-led defenses, even in that game in Cincinnati that had a couple years ago. But um, yeah, the only thing holding Zimmer back is probably the Super Bowl ring, and that team is too talented, maybe not to even, not to get there. So I think Zimmer has to get there soon, and if he gets there and gets to the Super Bowl, uh, he'll be a top tier uh, coach. And but he's just missing that ring, honestly. Calm down, calm down, calm down. <laughs> Next on my list, I got uh. Dallas new head coach uh, Mike McCarthy, old Packers former Packers coach. Um, Mike McCarthy, which I think I should have put him, I should have put Zimmer ahead of him, but <laughs> but not, I mean he's a good coach. He, don't get me wrong. I think he 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 did some creative things when the Packers won the Super Bowl, and Rodgers had that that good year. Uh, even the year after, when they went like fifteen and one, uh, he was a, he was a, a good coach. Um, but then the last couple of years, I don't know what happened. I just felt like that team just—I don't know if it was just Rogers being a diva and not listening to his coach or something. But 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 yeah, it just he just—I don't know. It just he just that team just uh, fell apart. Fell apart, and I think that. This year in Dallas is going to be huge. If he could get Dak Prescott and this offense on the right track, then he's going to get praised. And he's in, everybody's going to probably, I know you don't want to hear this, but everybody if he gets Dallas on the right track, scoring and everything, and they'll make playoffs, then everybody's going to blame Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Sorry, Eric, but that's probably what the, the media is going to do. <laughs> Mike McCarthy. I love Mike. Uh, <laughs> I love Mike. He got us that Super Bowl ring. Man, it's just at the end, man. It just wasn't good for the relationship no more. It was just too much tension out there with him and Rogers, and I think that's the big thing. But Mike, as a head coach, is a really good head coach. He wins a lot, but I feel like a lot what drove McCarthy out of Green Bay was 
if Rodgers was hurt, uh, Mike couldn't win games. And I don't know if that was the way he was developing the young QBs or uh, maybe he was asking too much for them on the offense where it just didn't never worked out. If Rodgers went down, that was basically our season. And um, and it's weird because, of, you know, McCarthy was a big part of Rodgers' success and he really helped him on the ropes along the way. And maybe it's because of the talent Rodgers had, he was able to connect with McCarthy in his uh, earlier years. But, you know, a guy like Brett Hundley, he wasn't able to connect. And, uh, you know, Brett had a lot of talent. Uh, when he was in Green Bay, I felt like it, I felt like that was gonna work, and you saw Brad go to Arizona last year, and it really worked out for him. And I just felt that was Mike McCarthy's problem. He couldn't, if he relied on Rodgers too much, and maybe that was the whole team, but it ended up being the downfall. But I see it working out there in Dallas. I think Dak is a talented QB. You can see my QB list if you haven't yet, where I have Dak ranked, and I feel like. McCarthy wins a lot, regardless, when he has a talented QB. And I feel like he has one out there in Dallas. And I think he'll be able to 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 fix that situation out there in Dallas. And he's a good leader as a head coach. So, I see no problem with McCarthy out there. Uh, blah, 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 McCarthy. Um, hope Dallas goes 2-12, and 2-14. and 14, right? uh, Next on my list, <laughs> what a coincidence. We got a... Uh, Matt LaFleur. I think Matt is... God, I, do, I don't know if I should say it. I might get him upset here. Okay, I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. But then again, he hasn't built his team probably the way he wants it yet, which is probably why he went on and try to find Aaron Rodgers' replacement, which is probably what he... He probably has a vision for this team, and it probably doesn't include Aaron Rodgers. So maybe once we find that out, we could probably judge him. But look, he made the playoffs for the uh, first season as a head coach. I thought that was a great... I thought that was a great achievement. But it just seemed like that offense at times seemed like it just it just was flat, dude. Like I don't know, just maybe the spankings we gave you guys. It just but it just seemed flat at times. And then the defense. I mean, it was like it's like it's like the cheese, like that that like that, you know, the Wisconsin cheese. They had holes everywhere. So I don't know. This year's gonna be important for Matt LaFleur, but let's uh let's let the, the expert talk about LaFleur. First of all, LaFleur didn't even know that Brian was going to draft Jordan Love. Oh, so... So, it was... So, 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 so let's stop with the whole LaFleur wants to play as Rodgers because he hates Rodgers. That's not true. Oh, come on, dude. You're telling me that he did not know? He didn't know. When Brian... So then he probably should have been pissed. Like, what the hell are you doing? When, I wanted a receiver. When Brian made the call, LaFleur did not know. That's all I want to get across. And LaFleur, man, this is a good spot for LaFleur. Um, for those that don't know, Eric, he defends the Packers for everything. <laughs> I'm not James. So, oh, <laughs> shots fired, James. I love James, but James be saying some crazy things about Dallas. Nah, but I think LaFleur, man, he showed a lot of uh, a lot of potential last year, man. 
And this is what I don't get, man. The whole media was ripping him out there in Tennessee when he was offensive coordinator, saying that the offense was improved when he when he left. But it's like, bro, Mariota got hurt, and he had to deal with Blaine Gabbert. And that's no disrespect to Blaine Gabbert, but I mean, they were in the la- week seventeen. They were fighting for the playoff spot with the Indianapolis Colts, with Blaine Gabbert finishing the season. Like, I mean. We all know what who Blaine Gabbard is, and that's you know he's he's not he's not a top quarterback, and it, and he almost got him there. He got the offense, he was moving the offense with Blaine Gabbard, and but I think Lafleur is trying to establish a, a a run game out here in Green Bay, and I think he he's gonna get that this year. He, he obviously seen the draft. I think Brian and him are on the same page, and they're trying to get run blockers, tight ends, and really get that. Uh, run game going on here in Green Bay, and um, you know Lafleur he made the NFC Championship in his first year. Uh, I think the spanking was the Niners being a more physical team than the Packers, but I don't think that had a. I don't think that was really on the floor. I mean, you can really tell how disappointed he was in his team that uh, about the spanking, and the team even admitted that they weren't ready. Man, and, and the disgust in Lafleur's face just showed him like, damn, I I, I can't wait for next season because I I'm really gonna light a fire on these guys, you know. And I like I, to, I like to hear that the fact that they weren't ready. I really I really like Lafleur. I like the pick ever since we got him. I think he's a young, talented head coach, and I think he's building his offense. And you're gonna see, you're not gonna see the same offense that you saw last year. And I guarantee you that. You can put that on record. You can record me right now. Put it in on G Live, Twitter, whatever you want. We're, right, we're gonna uh, be. We're, we're gonna have a top right. ten offense this year. You you make sure you write that down. All right, enough enough about the floor. I'm tired of that guy. Okay, we got next. Uh, Mike Vabro. That's his name, man. Yeah, Vabro. Um, I think he's. I think he's a. He's a good defensive coach. Uh. <laughs> he, he, I mean, look, 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 look at this. Vibro, he got that team. The team was a laughing stock. Well, not really a laughing stock, but they, come on. They weren't that good. Uh, I don't care if LaFleur had to deal with Gabbard or whatnot, but that year before, they weren't that good. And, and this year, he, 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 he got them going. I mean, come on. Anytime you could turn around Ryan Tannehill's career, if you get that turned around, I mean, you're obviously doing something right as a coach, right? And then that defense is always legit. They, you know, they they got a good defense. So I think he's done an awesome job. I mean, he made it to the AFC Championship game, you know, and he was playing toe to toe with the Chiefs till the end. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think he's a he's a good coach. Eric over here, you know, <laughs> laughing at me or something like if I'm talking ch- Chinese to him or something. <laughs> nah, I like Mike Rabel. I think. The players respond well to him. I think he's out there on the field with his old with his defensive lineman, and he's putting on pads, and it just really shows how much he wants to interact with his players. And I think he's done a good job out there in Tennessee doing that. And yeah, man, uh, I think he's a another uh, another uh, head coach that came or another coach that came out of Bill's uh, system, and he succeeded. And I think I think Brian is on the same path as as uh, Rabel and. Yeah, I, I see. Brian Flores. The, yeah, Brian Flores, and I see nothing but a, a positive future for Mike Rabel in this league. Don't sleep on the Titans this year either. 
Next on this list, I got Bruce Arians. I think Bruce Arians is. Uh, I think I sound like a broken recorder by saying good coach. <laughs> I think these last coaches are all pretty good, uh, but uh, he's worked with uh, Carson Palmer. Uh, didn't he also work with the um, Peyton Manning, right? Oh yeah, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning. Uh, so it, it's he's worked with a lot of good uh, quarterbacks, and it, it seems like everywhere he's gone, he's done pretty good. I mean, Jameis Winston. I know a lot of people want to talk about his uh, thirty picks he had last year, but he also had what thirty touchdowns. So, I mean, yeah, you know he he's gonna have Tom Brady this year, so I think they're gonna be a a good team. Uh, you know fighting for the playoffs for sure uh so arians yeah it, it seems like anywhere that arians has gone uh he's been a he's been a good coach and and has had a has had a has had his team heading in the right direction yeah bruce bruce Arians uh worked with a lot of good quarterbacks man and i think he went to a mess out there and uh in uh, Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay's been dis- dysfunctional for years, and obviously you had Jameis. He went out there, and you know he he tried his best to do, uh, fix Jameis, and I think he, a lot of the a lot of why he wanted to go there was because of Jameis, and you know it just didn't work out. And I'm not because Jameis is not talented. I just think Jameis made too many mistakes, and uh, yeah, I think that's why the Tampa Bay was so. Uh, mediocre last year And I think With that talented offense I think they're gonna They could've been better uh, If Jameis would've just Took care of the ball And You know Adding a guy like Tom Brady You know You're adding another Hall of Famer to his resume And uh, I think I think they're gonna have A solid season And then Bruce Arians You know Again He's another Another coach Just missing that That ring And That's about it I, I like Arians Next on this list We got uh, Sean McDermott uh, he's another coach. I mean, it seems like uh, and I guess I don't know. No, no shot to Tyrod Taylor, but <laughs> it seems like if you could uh, get a, a Tyrod Taylor quarterback run team into the playoffs, you're a pretty good coach. He did that what his first year, so I think <laughs> I think I think McDermott's a good coach defensive. Defensively, I think he's great. Um, it seems like he, he um, they got some beasts down there, especially on the defensive line, safeties, corners. They got a good team, and then it looks like they finally started focusing on the offense. So I'm excited to see the Bills this year. Uh, I know the Niners played the Bills this year, so that's a game I circled when the schedule cut out, came out. So Bills, Bills got a solid defense, so I'm excited to see what they got going. Yeah, McDermott's a good coach. <laughs> We're sound like breaking broken records just saying this. But this hard was this was a hard list to do, man, because there's a lot of talented head coaches out there, but obviously got Tyrod his first year and then they missed the playoffs like the following year and then you know he's back in there with Josh Allen. And you know, they were in position to win that game against a Houston team that's mostly always there playing on wild card weekend. So, you know, that was a team and they went toe to toe with them and you know, I, McDermott good head coach, man. Uh, bright future I like the guy Yeah Yeah So Yeah McDermott I think he's a, He's a, He's a good coach And It seems like uh, 
seems like he has that team trending in the right direction. Uh, so we got uh, next on the list, Anthony Lynn. I think Anthony Lynn, who's probably going to have Tyron as quarterback <laughs> this year. So he's he's probably an awesome coach because, you know, you, you're you going to have Tyron as your starting QB. And he's probably going to find a way to score some points and run the ball well to keep Tyron out of the game. <laughs> And then, you know, anytime you have to deal with uh, Phillip Rivers and his uh, ugly windup, I think you're a good coach. What do you think? <laughs> nah, Anthony Lynn, he, he's a hell of a coach, man. I've seen his locker room speeches. Damn, dude, that guy, that guy, that guy is just good. I, I, you know? You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of uh, Ron Rivera. Sort of. Yeah, I guess you could say that. He He's well-respected. He's... Uh, he just seems like he, uh, and then not only that, I like the fact that they run the ball. Uh, they run the ball a lot. They feature other running backs. And to me, I feel like if he would have had a little bit better offensive line and Phillip Rivers wasn't throwing four picks a game last year, I think they probably would have made playoffs. Yeah, man. The Chargers are a stacked team, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, with Anthony Lynn. And, uh He's gotten that team in good positions. They're they're, they're always competitive. They're never uh, uh, a slouch like they used to be at certain points in their uh, franchise. And, you know, ever since he's been there, you know, he has to deal with a lot, you know, not having the fan base. <laughs> That's for sure. And, uh, you know, having every game be a road game, basically. But Anthony, he's, he's kept that team afloat. Next on the list, Frank Wright, Indianapolis Colts. I think I think <laughs> he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach. He's an offense. No. <laughs> no, dude. Anytime that uh, they made playoffs last year, right? No, they barely missed. They barely missed playoffs, right? Well, yeah. Who was their quarterback? Jacoby. No shot to Jacoby, man. <laughs> that, oh, come on, bro. Like, look. They, Look, this year I think Frank Wright, if he finds a way to even resurrect Phillip Rivers just a little bit, man, I'd probably give him coach of the year. That's all. That's all. I mean, I think he's he he hasn't had his quarterback, and it just seems like he always has that team, you know, fighting for a playoff spot or 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 something like that. So I think, dude, I think Frank Wright, he's a hell of a coach and. And I think the, the the Colts lucked out when they didn't hire um what's that guy's name? From the Patriots? The coordinator. The jerk. Oh, McDaniels. McDaniels, yeah. I think they lucked out by not hiring McDaniels. I think he I think uh Frank Fright's a way better coach. Uh and it's it just shows it how his locker room uh respects him and and it seems like it seems like uh you know, it doesn't matter what players or what players are hurt. He ha- he has that team, you know, going in the right direction. So, so yeah. Next on the list, Ron Rivera. Ron. <laughs> He's a great coach. <laughs> Ron, man. I feel bad for Ron, you know. They should have won that Super Bowl. Yeah, I thought Cam Newton would have dove. Yeah, they should have won the Super Bowl, man. I feel like he's had some good teams out there in Carolina. And, you know, he's going to a tough situation in uh, Washington. 
where uh, there's a lot of dysfunction out there, uh, owner-wise, team-wise, and you know we can see we'll see if Ron could put that together. But I feel like what we've seen of him out there in Carolina, you know, always having top ten defenses and or having some really solid defenses and whatnot, and you know, getting the best out of Cam. And, you know, you never heard any bad news about uh, Ron Rivera. And I always think he's always had those that team out there in Carolina competitive. And I haven't seen nothing different happening out there in Washington. I think somehow he's going to turn it around. Well, I don't know if he'll turn it around completely because I feel like Washington is a mess. But if he does, man, coach of the year for Ron Rivera. Uh, yeah, he, he, he was a... He was a coach, I think, that doesn't. He's very underrated. doesn't Doesn't get all the credit that uh, he deserves, as far as uh, as far as a, as a coach. Like you know, he always has his teams of uh, you know in contention. Maybe not this past year, but years prior. So uh, yeah, I think I think Rivera's a, a a solid head coach, and he's one of the best in the league. Next on the list, I got Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Oh man, I get. I don't know. Oh Sean my Mc... God, let me stop you here. What? Are you gonna rip the guy? No, I'm not gonna rip okay. the guy, dude. This guy, this guy rips everybody from the NFC West. Dude, stop, dude. And you don't rip everybody from the NFC North? I don't. Zimmer? I just praise him that he just needs the Super Bowl ring. Okay. All right. Well, enough of this guy. So, McVeigh. Look, I think he's been up and down. McVeigh has been up and down. He started off with a bang. Started with a bang in this past year. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just his running back stopped running the ball, stopped being a running back, or what happened. Uh, I think he, I think he's a good coach. Not not no no. I'm not taking shots at McVeigh here, but but yeah, this uh, part of I, well, I guess I guess I can't really blame him because I don't know who gives out those contracts in Los Angeles with the Rams. So it's maybe not all his fault, but I just feel like he tries to be the coach's friend. I mean, the player's friend all the time. That's that's my knock on him. I feel like all he's trying to be their friend. Like, oh, let me reward you with this big contract because I'm your friend. No, it doesn't work that way. It's a business. And I feel like maybe the GM has a lot to do with that, paying all those players early and look at, look at Gurley. They paid him early and look what happened. But I don't know. Uh, as far as coaching, yeah, he's a good offensive offensive coach, and and we're gonna see what happens this year. You know, they didn't have draft picks, and they lost a lot of players, so we're gonna see what happens this year. If he finds a way to to continue his success that he's had with the Rams, and yeah, he's he should be he should be uh, probably a little higher in this ranking, but but yeah, I got nothing bad to say about McVay. All praise. Good offensive coach, just a bad year. Every coach has one. Uh, a lot of dysfunction in that team. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll define his career. Tomlin next. Oh, Tomlin, man, I love Tomlin. I think Tomlin is. He. Last year, what he did with that team, you know, when you, anytime you have a Doug, Doug Hodges who was his quarterback, and who was the other guy? Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. I mean, anytime you have that as a quarterback and you still almost get into the playoffs, you deserve a lot of credit. 
I think he's a good coach. I think he's had to deal with a lot of divas in his career, like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, even Big Ben. Uh, you know, just a lot, a lot of a uh, lot of character players, and he's find he's find he's found a way to deal with those personalities. So I think Tomlin's an excellent coach. Why don't he knock on Tomlin? Oh wow, what is it? Why do you always have to knock, uh, knock, uh, uh, talk about uh, good coaches? My only knock on Tomlin is that he had that style defense all year last year. Where the hell was that defense when they were facing the New England Patriots every single year in the playoffs and they just got their ass whooped? <laughs> That's my only knock on Tomlin, man. I think he's a good coach. It's just. He got that defense right last year, and I feel like the Steelers have always had a good defense, but I feel like when he went toe-to-toe with Bill Belichick, it was just a mismatch. It was like you're watching a NFL team versus a college team. That's how much of a mismatch it was every time he went up against Bill. And that's the only knock on Tomlin. And I feel like of how talented those Steelers teams have been, I think they should have Tomlin should have a little bit more rings. Yeah, I guess... Uh... Next on this list, uh, Pete Carroll. I think Pete Carroll is uh, hes a good coach. He finds a way to... I mean, he, he's gotten this... It seems like he gets the Seahawks in the playoffs every year. Uh, and lately, it seems like he's gotten them there and their defense hasn't been as talented. But he always finds a way to get that team in the playoffs. So, hey, Eric says that I always talk about the NFC West coaches. Uh that's not true, guys. I think Pete's a good coach. Even though I don't I don't like him, I think he's a goofball every time he... The way he chews his gum on the sideline and whatnot, but whatever. But I, I think he's a good coach. And, and, and yes, I, Russell Wilson has probably a lot to do with that also. One of the great QBs in this league. But, but uh, Pete Carroll, for some reason, he hasn't had the talent on defense the last couple of years and finds a way to... Finds a way to uh, just get it done. Carol, uh, great coach, but he wouldn't be the coach he is without Russell Wilson. That's all I got to say. Shots fired on the pod. <laughs> I'm guessing he doesn't like this uh, ranking. Next on this list, uh, we got Sean Payton. I'll let Eric handle this one. See, if this was my list, I would have had Sean Payton a little lower. What, 20? And Pete Carroll. <laughs> it's just, man, Sean Payton, bro, he's another guy that just talented teams. And, like, there's always a mistake. I remember he went and he was just ripping the refs after that Rams game. And I'm just like, yeah, they butchered the call, dude. But you're running. I think he ended up throwing the ball, like, twice. And when they were in there, already in the red zone to stop the clock. And it's just like, dude, what about your management? Like, what do you got to say about that? And then he goes up to Minnesota on the miracle and he's picking up a fan or something because they thought he thought he had won the game and then up the miracle ends up happening. It's just a mess out there with Sean Payton. I, I know he's a talented head coach. It's just, he does some bonehead moves. And when you're leading a team, it just doesn't, I don't know, just doesn't sit right with me when you're doing that. <laughs> Look, Sean Payton, I'm going to defend him a little bit here. Uh, Eric is probably going to rip him because of all, everything he just said. 
But I blame Drew Brees for those a lot of those uh, playoff collapses. Stop, man. Come on, dude. It seems like Drew Brees, later in the season, he turns into like this old crippled man that can't do much. It, honestly, to start the season, this guy is ripping four or five touchdowns a game. And then it's like December, January comes along and he's like, it's like he can't throw the ball more than 30 yards down the field. Like, what happened to the big explosive plays? It's like all he does is throw the slot to Michael Thomas. And then as a head coach, you used to go with Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill. Oh, come on. Dude, all the blowback he'll probably get for benching Breeze. <laughs> hey, if you win the Super Bowl, it doesn't, who gives a damn? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm a different painter here. I think he's a creative offensive coach. And I saw some of those creative plays when they played the Niners this year. He was, he was, he was probably um, dialing them up and calling plays that I've never seen. And he's he's a good coach. Uh, next on the list, we got uh, John Harbaugh, Jim's brother. Yeah, this is a little low for me. What? I would have had John maybe in the top three. Uh Special team. Co- well, uh, maybe you should have made your list, Eric. <laughs> we were going through some things this week, and I'm sorry, guys. But special teams, uh, a coach, and I feel like he's always had a Baltimore and a good, uh, always competitive, man. No matter what, Baltimore is always a team that you just can't go up. It's hard to go up against, and it's just the way he's run that 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 team. I think a lot of the success was, it comes from Harbaugh, and defensively offensively special teams they're always just a complete team and yeah you can see now what he has with Lamar and they're gonna be a dangerous team for years to come you act like I have this guy ranked like 15 he's in my top five chill um John Harbaugh yeah he's he's he was a special teams coach that's crazy um and it just seems like you know the players like him down there uh it seems like he has a good relationship with Lamar Jackson. And that's going to be a team up and coming, I think, also. Uh, I, they'll probably come out of the AFC this year. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. That's how, that's how good of a coach I think he is. And and he deserves a lot of credit with what they've done down there in Baltimore. So uh, next on the list, I got Doug Peterson. I think Doug Peterson is uh, – how can I say – I felt like he, yeah, he won that Super Bowl. When anytime you win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles, man, you're awesome. Like you're an awesome coach. He won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, and he beat Tom Brady. And Tom Brady threw like 400 yards that game in that Super Bowl. That you're you're an awesome coach. And anytime you dial up a Philly special like the way he did in the Super Bowl, whoo! I, I give you a lot of credit. I like Doug Peterson. Smart coach. Last year proved a lot. He had far less talent, and they won the NFC East. And they got they were winning with guys they probably called called up from the practice squad the day before. So yeah, no, Doug Peterson's top coach, top five coach in my league in my ranking. Yeah, I like Doug. <laughs> I like Doug. <laughs> No, obviously, you know, you win a Super Bowl when your MVP quarterback goes down at the late of the season. I mean, there was a lot of people re- uh, ready to write the Eagles off, you know, and he didn't. He, he, did. he got the best out of Nick Foles, and I felt Nick really fit his offense, and, you know, he did his best to work with it. And 
obviously he went toe to toe with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, and they came up on top. And for being aggressive and being not being scared of the moment, uh, I think that's where you that's where the separation comes from uh, Doug Peterson and Doug Marone. Because if you remember that AFC Championship when Doug Marone was uh, leading the Patriots, he started to be conservative, and uh, Doug Peterson was not in the Super Bowl. He 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 did that Philly special on a four down and going near halftime. I mean, dude, that that takes some balls out there, for Doug Peterson, and I respect the guy for that. Hmm. Next on my list, yo, my boy Kyle Shanahan. I think he's a top three coach in this league. I think he's a smart play caller. He's turned our organization around in three years, and we were if you know for the people that don't know, we're a mess. I mean, we had guys that didn't want to play for this team. We had guys that were just just everywhere. Uh, we couldn't get free agents to come here. It was it just it just I don't know. It just felt like we were in a bad place. He came around, changed the culture, uh, the way he dials up plays, the way he. Um, I think the way he, the the team responds to him, uh, I mean, anytime the head coach wears ye- Yeezys, I mean, come on, man, that's super fly right there. And listens to Lil Wayne. And listens to Lil Wayne, that's super fly right there. So uh, and that's my head coach, man. Uh, yeah, it just seems like he gels with the players. Like if he's one of them, and 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 you know what I like about him, he doesn't give a rip what you think about him. He. You think he blew the Super Bowl? You think he did this? You think he did that? He's just kind of like, fuck it. That's what I did, and I don't care what's next. And, yeah, Kyle Shanahan, badass head coach. No, I don't have much bad to say about Kyle. Uh, (laughs) Great offensive coach. I think he might be even – Top two. I mean, you talk about a play caller itself. Kyle's probably the best, man. And the only knock on Kyle's the the Super Bowl. You know, I'm not. I'm not even gonna blame him for this past Super Bowl, but I kind of do blame him for the one against that uh, with Atlanta. Uh, there were just there was rumors out there that Matt Ryan was pissed because you know the the plays weren't getting to him. It was like ten seconds on the clock, and the plays were finally getting to him, and it was just. It just, I don't know, it was just, it was just a mess. And uh, who knows the reasons why or what, but, I mean, you talk about a play caller, and there's probably no one better than him. And then that, that's pretty much it. I mean, though, he's another coach that's just missing the Super Bowl ring. I think he gets that, and he'll probably even be higher on the list. I have a question. Um, what has happened to Matt Ryan ever since Kyle Shanahan left? Yeah, nothing. So, Matt Ryan, keep your mouth shut, bro. Next on my list, Andy Reid. I think big, big red, <laughs> big red man. He, he's he's a coach. I know they just beat us in the Super Bowl, but I can't I can't dislike that guy. He's a good coach. Uh, just the way he eats his cheeseburgers, it's so dope. <laughs> he's just he's so funny and. I don't know, man. That guy, that guy's to me. He, he deserved that Super Bowl. If there was a, any coach that deserved it, it was him. I mean, he had been in this league forever. He's had good teams, good offenses. You know what? I, and you know what? He's probably the only coach that has gone coach toe to toe with Bill Be- Bill Belichick. You know, 
He's had him. He's had oppor- He's had opportunities to beat Bill. He's had good teams. Some of those games they blew because of clock management. But I mean, Andy Reid's a, a top a top coach, man, and and he deserves to be ranked two on my list. Yeah, Andy Reid, great offensive mind. Offense never, never, never is a problem with his uh, teams on offense, man. Always gets the ball moving, like you said, against Bills' uh, stout defense. I mean, he gets that ball moving no matter what, and you know, all he was missing was that Super Bowl ring, and he got it this year. Uh, congrats to him, and you know, maybe it's not his last. And but a final on our Jesse's list. I know probably a lot of people are gonna. Eric's probably gonna hate it, but number one on my list is uh, Bill Belichick. I think Bill Belichick's a top coach, man. I I I can't even argue that he's just he, he's just one of the one of the best. <laughs> Why did this guy over here? Eric just Eric's hating this right now, but I don't care. I think Bill Belichick's a, a good coach. I mean, just the resume. The resume. I mean, come on, man. What is that? Six Super Bowl rings. That's all. That all speaks for itself. Uh, you know. And then, and then, you know the fact. You know why I put him one? Because he had the balls to get rid of Tom Brady. You know, you gotta have big set of balls to be like. You know what? I'm going with uh, Stidham over uh, Tom Brady. I'm gonna let Tom Brady walk. Stidham, you're my QB. There's a big, and then the fact that he wanted Jimmy over Tom. I mean, he just has a big set of balls. <laughs> so I don't know. I just think I, I dude, any any coach that that's like him, and then just I like the way he carries himself with the media. He doesn't give a shit. He just, yeah. Well, we're on to we're on to Cincinnati or whatever it is. In his defenses, man, it seems like they. Picked up guys that nobody wanted, and they're Pro Bowlers. So that that has a lot to do with coaching. Yeah, Bill's number one. <laughs> uh, it's hard to argue, man. You look at the you look at the rings, and that's what you're judged by uh, in this league by the rings. And he's performed. Eric would have had Lafleur at one. <laughs> he's performed every single year. And you know we're gonna see we're gonna see this year who who you know because the media likes to spice up uh, topics and whatnot. So we're gonna see this year if it was it was if it was Tom Brady or it was Bill Belichick. And Bill has always been uh, you know him and Tom they had a good chemistry and what they did out there in New England was dominant for so many years. And you know you you rank you win six Super Bowl rings and you go to nine and you you I don't see how you're not number one on the list. Uh, unless someone's out there win seven, <laughs> you know. But yeah, um, Bill. I guess we can agree. We'll see what happens this year. Top coach. Yeah. So that's all for my ranking um, this week. Um, and uh, looks like uh, looks like I did a pretty good job. You know, no. Oh my god. No controversies. No nothing. Um, pretty straightforward. You know, it looks like I know my football, um, but uh, Eric may think otherwise. 
yeah with uh but no it was a good it was a good list uh good ranking um i think i might do receivers next i i've been looking maybe not all receivers but i'm trying i'm trying to do at least the number one of all 32 teams and um yeah we'll see we'll have that on the next pod and we're gonna have more shows coming up now with sports heating up and sports coming back so yeah eric's gonna do number one receivers on every team he can't do two because his packers don't have one <laughs> wow shots fired shots fired <laughs> dick <laughs> no but uh no um yeah we're gonna have plenty of shows coming up man we've got a lot of things planned for you guys <laughs> Yeah, but hopefully in the next uh, upcoming weeks. Um, well, looks like uh, spring training is going to start soon for baseball and uh, more topics to talk about. I kind of want to do a special 4th of July show for everybody, for, for our five listeners. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, maybe maybe maybe, uh, maybe we should and uh, talk some uh, some baseball. Probably within the next week or so, we'll have more details, I guess, on the scheduling and what what teams are going to be playing who and and whatnot? So, as soon as we get more contact on that, we'll we'll release it out to our five fans. All right, guys, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be all for tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Remember to subscribe, follow us, tell everybody about us, tell your grandmas about us, tell your grandpa, <laughs> tell your dog, your cat, everybody. Who cares, man? Just follow us on Spotify anywhere anywhere you listen to podcast. Thank you guys for listening.